All righty. Welcome to Football and Other F-Words. A little bit of extra content for you. We're going to talk about hard knocks. Do we want to call this F-Knocks? F-Knocks. I wanted to call it hard talks. I'm the one that F-Knocks. Hard talk sounds like that shit that happens when the people in prison are yelling at the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's scared straight. But yeah, it does kind of, it does seem... I punched an Uber driver in the face when he didn't bring me the right hot dog. Now I'm doing 9 to 15. What do you think about soft talks? Now, here's the deal. Okay, I've committed a lot of white-collar crimes. It's a lovely facility they have me in, by What about way. lard talks? Lard talks. <laughs> that, was, that was the last podcast. Sit, sit the fuck down. Knocks. We're going to talk about a little bit of bacon. We're going to fry it up with some gator grease. No, so um, I'm <laughs> sorry. Grease. We are just talking about thing? hard dogs. Gator, no, gator grease okay. is not a thing. Well, we don't sure. technically know if it's not a thing. That's true. That is a good point. Have you ever eaten gator? Yeah, it tastes it's, like chicken. It does. I mean, it I, mean like I know that's very it's you know chewy. 1990. It, it, yeah, it is. It's a little chewy. It's a little chewy, but it does actually. It, it tastes like chicken. What were we discussing? What was the point of this? Hard soft knocks. talks. Soft talks. So- soft, soft knocks. To- <laughs> soft talks with hard knocks. Soft knockers. Um, uh, as always, I've got Zach. <laughs> Internet Keith, Mike is on the phone with us. Hello, Michael. Hey, buddies. Um, did you order Uber Eats? No, but I am watching the Cornhole Championship right now. What? Who's winning? Yeah. What is this? It's on? almost as it's almost as shameful. It's on the ESPN eight. The Ocho. It's almost as shameful. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't Wednesday nights they turn it in the Ocho every every night, right? Yeah, they do. So it's all of us, it's, it's good fun. <laughs> so all of us watch Hard Knocks except for Zach, right? Correct. And why don't you like Hard Knocks? I, I don't know why I just can't get into it which for is, whatever reason, which, which is, is right up my alley. Football, yeah. cussing, and a bunch of yelling. But I don't know. I, all or nothing, I really like it because I feel like it's more in-depth. It is. But something about Hard Knocks, I'm just I'm weird. I'm just not into it. And especially because I can read the next day everything that's important. Like, nobody really tweets about All or Nothing a lot the day after or whatever because it's a bingeable show. You go in and you watch it whenever you want to. And it also drops, like, six months after the fact. Right. And then Hard Knocks, here it is. uh, Hard Knocks, you know, comes out on a Monday, which is also not a good – or is it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Comes out Tuesday. I got other shows I watch when it comes out because it comes out like nine, I guess, right? I think it's I think it's nine p.m. Central. So I just yeah. never get around to it. And by the time I think about it, I've already read an article and seen clips and stuff. Sure. And to that point, and, and we'll get into it towards the uh, end of the episode. They allow the coaches and the GMs to have as much directorial. Is that the word I want to yeah, use? I think so. Uh, uh, directorial. Um, they have like right of first refusal. They, they have the right of a lot of yeah. stuff. They have control over the content, which is so weird that view. you know Hugh Jackson and signed off on everything that happened last year between him right. and Todd Haley. Yeah, yeah, that was Hugh Jackson. Um, I feel like uh, I think he just doesn't realize how he comes across at all. Like, yeah. So last night's episode, obviously, um, Oakland Raiders are are this year's team. Um. Harnock starts off with its same flashy opening. Uh, Gruden's giving a speech about, you know, boys were trying to go to the Super Bowl, we're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl, that kind of thing. It was a good speech. It was a cool it, speech. It was, it was a real cool opening to the show, and then it starts with the theme song, which I remarked to uh, Keith that I, I really love. Have a soft spot for the Raiders logo, their colors. Like, it's, to me, old school football. I really like it. And I like mm-hmm. I like that they read the uh, Autumn Wind as a Pirate. Yeah. Uh, uh, poem over the top of the Hard Knocks intro. That was cool. 
So that was cool. It doesn't sound cool. I didn't like it when they did it again <laughs> yeah. later in the episode. It though. sounds yeah. really stupid when you say Describe, it. Mike. Describing it now. <laughs> well, I'm good at that. <laughs> like when you described to yourself that you're going to order a full appetizer, an entree, and a huge piece of chocolate cake for Uber Eats. It sounds like a great idea. And then when they hand you the bag and look at you like the fat asshole that you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I digress. The episode opens with Antonio Brown and him struggling to basically run uh full sprints and all that because his feet are messed up but they're not messed up they're fucked up they are <laughs> fucked up his feet Gross. are his feet are fucked up but the thing is and if you don't know the story i'll get to in just a second if you watched hard knocks and don't know the story about why his feet are fucked up they never tell you in the entire episode well they also yeah. i read they don't tell you anything about <clears throat> richie incognito they don't and yeah. they also don't talk about the move to Vegas at all. And this is yeah, this yeah. is an overlying theme. So those so stick with that. And I want to I want to preface this by saying I enjoyed the episode last night. I thought it was very yeah. entertaining. But it leads back to the opening comment I made about the the directorial control of the GM and the coach and it kind of it kind of bothers me a little bit. And I think Gruden knows what he's doing because Gruden spent the last what, decade in the entertainment industry? I mean, he knows. Yeah. He knows yeah. what's going to sell, and he, he knows what doesn't. Narrative. He understands narrative, and he's definitely controlling the narrative here. But the show opens with Antonio Brown and his feet. And for those who are listening, if you don't know this, the article came out yesterday before the episode dropped. Yesterday being today is Thursday. It was Wednesday. So the article came out that Antonio Brown gave himself frostbite by getting in a cryogenic chamber without the right shoes on. So incredibly dumb. Keith, you're a sneakerhead. What are the right shoes? I, I joked on our Slack channel earlier today that it's probably wooden clogs or Crocs because I can't figure out what Crocs are for if not that. <laughs> I, I can tell you what Crocs are for. <laughs> what are they for? They're for working in fucking restaurants. Oh. Because Crocs are like anti-slip on the bottom. Oh, so the, the so those little holes are like NBA hoops for like hot grease to go in and no, burn it's, your feet. It's actually, it's actually funny you say that. So they make ones that don't have the, the loops oh, on okay. them. So they put the loops in them because Crocs smell horrendous. I mean, I'm talking, they smell like... I've, ten, owned, I've owned a pair of Crocs. They smell like tennis shoes with a full can of ass poured into them. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And when you work in the restaurant industry, you're picking up that shit off the, off the floor of the kitchen and yeah. it's going into your shoes. It's mm. just butt butter. It's, it's completely <laughs> gross. But back to Antonio Brown and his disgusting ass feet. The show never references it. He burns his feet off by getting in a cryogenic chamber. I'm just going to say it. The episode does not do any favors to Brown. Is he a dumbass? I think he's kind of a dumbass. Well, I love the clip of his kids questioning if his work <laughs> ethic. Because they were like, "Why aren't you running? Why aren't you doing this? Where's Ben? Where's this?" And but they but they kept going back. Why aren't you doing something? And because I mean, I'm sure it's not very. Uh, I mean, it's four kids. I think it was four or three kids, and they're all probably burning up in the California heat. And they're probably like, "Why?" The, they're probably secretly want to ask, "Why the fuck am I out here?" Yeah. Why can't I go home? <laughs> Mike did. Antonio Brown not look a little PO'd at his own kids when they asked him where Roethlisberger was. <laughs> he did. He did, and I found it insane that his his children. I mean, they are in California, right? 
if he has not explained to his kids that he's on a different team, like at this point, and the fact they couldn't pick up the context camp. clues either of being in an entirely different state <laughs> and city and and wearing entirely different logos and colors at an entirely different. I mean, everything's entirely different. I think you guys are getting a little harsh on this. I do. Kids. I kind of <laughs> agree with Keith here. I mean, I like these kids are dumb as shit. Brown. These kids are like under like six, if I had to I, guess. Well, I, can't. I, I don't know that the kids are dumb, but I feel like Antonio Brown talks to his kids about as much as Adam Gase does. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I think, don't know about that. I think that giant water slide they showed going into Brown's pool is more for Antonio than the kids. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm sorry. I'm getting that. I told Keith this watching the episode last night. <laughs> he reminds me a little bit of Chad Johnson, but Chad Johnson was not this big of a dumbass. Like I kind of think Antonio Brown's a bit of a dumbass. Do you think Antonio Brown has his kids get on uh, Uber eats and order food for him? When probably. they're at school, yeah, but they probably haven't. They probably haven't delivered to Roethlisberger's house back in Pittsburgh. <laughs> he hasn't changed the addresses in the phone. Um, no, nah, I, I didn't. I thought that was very funny, um, just as a moment. But I think he was more embarrassed that his kids said that while yes. the Hard Knocks people are around. Yes, and then they, what they called Derek Carr. They, I don't think they kept. They they kept calling him some different name. They couldn't even oh, pick on, Derek up on that. Carl or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Derek Carl or something. Like yeah. Derek Carl or something. Derek Carter. And they're like, that. who's that? And I'm thinking, <laughs> I mean, your kids, I mean, you're right. He hasn't, hasn't explained anything to his kids. <laughs> kids. So, yeah. so, He's been on this team for months. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, have you not even discussed this? Like, hey, we're moving to California. I'm going to be working with some new people. And <laughs> I mean, and it, correct me if I'm wrong. Hard Knocks, these scenes are being videotaped about what starting about a week ago for the most yeah. part yeah they're like yeah. On one week so delay. two weeks ago or when before training camp started maybe at the first training camp practice uh Derek Carr's son was throwing footballs to Antonio Brown's son and this son still does not know who Derek Carr is at this point and and, <laughs> and listen you can't tell all those quarterbacks apart they all look the same yeah because Roethlisberger looks just like Derek they're Carr. wearing helmets <laughs> and they're white like, I mean, the body enough. type is completely different. One, one is a. I mean, if you're confused of Ben Roethlisberger with the late Jared Lorenzen, I could understand it. But we're talking Jared Carr and, and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, one is one is like a Ken doll with a bit of sunken in. I might kill your whole family. Neanderthal <laughs> face. And then Roethlisberger just Roethlisberger burger should be working on an oil rig. I mean, I'm sorry, he's. <laughs> He has no reason to be throwing a football. He should be throwing a wrench around one of those giant-ass pipes on an oil rig right before it goes off in the Gulf. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say something that was fiction? But anyway, so speaking of Derek Carr. Really, Roethlisberger looks like a guy that should be in jail for rape. Uh, yeah. Did something happen? But So <laughs> speaking of Derek Carr, you're trying Carr to get me fun. all subject here. Um, <laughs> Derek Carr had some good moments in the show right right towards the beginning where i must have missed those <laughs> yeah i must have missed those too i didn't see any i'm, I'm sorry i thought the opening part where he was talking about his he's gotta you know put on uh suntan lotion because um you know he's got kids now. oh yeah well, that, that was kind of humorous that, that was kind of funny did it show him blocking was... people on twitter that don't even uh mention his name because that's he's notorious for just blocking people on twitter wait so oh, yeah. if someone like subtweets him or something. If, if someone said something bad about the Raiders, 
the, you're probably blocked by Derek Carr, even if you didn't so, say anything bad about Derek. Did Carr. you just get us blocked by so, the by the Raiders? Oh, I'm probably blocked by Derek Carr right now. Damn it! The, the around the, the, show, the I'm sure. the around the NFL podcast said something negative about Derek Carr on their podcast, not even on Twitter, and he apparently heard about it and went out of his way to look them up on Twitter and block them. <laughs> that's how that's how soft this dude is. Well, nice. I just spent about 45 seconds trashing his face and eyeball set a minute ago so <laughs> there that is yeah, we're, we're already blocked we're definitely sure. blocked he's got somebody out there just trolling the airwaves trying to find it but i'm not sure how twitter works but i'm pretty sure if we block him first we win right yeah we yes. we know you don't know how twitter works <laughs> okay. at all at all twitter feed looks like amelia Earhart's phone book over here <laughs> no one's called but anyways anyways my god i've said that roethlisberger should be on an oil rig that's blowing up and amelia <laughs> Earhart blasts this is going off the rails but Derek, you're this, on once today but so Derek Carr, besides the joke at the beginning like speaking of an idiot he kind of reminds me of like a creepy creepy youth group director Ooh, yes yeah yes that's dead on uh, just like you don't trust anything that's coming out of his mouth and he's just saying a lot of general bullshit platitudes that you're like oh i kind of feel good and then you're like god you creep me out (laughs) i I do not i do not like him at all it's his small nose and big forehead that really gets you he can throw the shit out of the ball though it looks like he wears eyeliner too it does i know i know he probably doesn't but it just looks like he does he's got that constant look in his eyes like he's he looks like he's always got something in his eyes have y'all ever seen nip tuck I've seen bits and pieces of I don't of know it. whose son in Nip Tuck it is, but there's a son in there that is really, really weird. But uh, he looks like that guy. Look up Nip Tuck, and we'll we'll talk about that on the next podcast. I just, the, on the, the next Soft Talks. The, one, the, one, yes, the watery the eyes kind of bothers me. He looks like he just got out of a swimming pool all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like his eyes are just, he's always blinking. His eyes are kind of dried out. So, I did kind of feel a little bad for him, though, when... Dumbass Abram, which I'll get to more. Is it? Is that his it's name? Abram, yeah. yeah. Abram was calling out his fucking contract at lunch. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. This is what uh, you're yeah, missing, baby. I'm telling you, you got to watch yeah, it. But the, I, I know the show is not maybe necessarily up your yeah. alley. And I'm going to end this episode by saying that I'm a little concerned where this season's going because it's kind of bland. But well, I mean, it starts off with a, it starts off with a poetry read. I, I'm definitely would have been out even if I was a fan Zach, of hard knocks. Zach, how well do you know me? Look, do I sound like the type of person who wants to listen to anything that sounds like fucking poetry? Yes. If someone brings up, a, wow, I'm out. <laughs> this is this is all we've got. This is all the time we have this week. No, but That's first and last episode of Soft Talks. Like I hate I I hate musicals. I hate the idea of musicals. I don't think that anything should be sung about in front of a moving camera. But anyways, um, but yeah. Derek Carr is at lunch. He took all the rookies out to yeah. lunch, and he was paying for mm-hmm. everyone's lunch, which is a very nice thing to do, even if he's super creepy. And Abram basically says, like, you're, you're paying for everybody's lunch? He's like, thanks, man. He's like, that's great. He's like, I'm going to order, like, the filet mignon. And then he goes... First he says he's going to order the whole menu. Yeah, he's gonna. He's like, I'm going to take one of everything. Ha, ha, ha. But not really. Ha, ha, ha. Like, that. Yeah. Like I'm, I might actually do this. Like, yeah. he's gauging your... Looking you in the eyes and gauging <laughs> like, your ha, acceptance ha, ha, level yeah. of it. And, yeah. And, he's, and then he goes and he starts talking about his huge contract that he just signed. And he's throwing the numbers out there and doing all that stuff. He's like, man, I would never work again and all this other stuff. Well, 
And what? Yeah. You have to work again to get the fucking money. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> Who is this guy? So Abram is sitting there looking at Carr saying something to the effect of, are you going to make your kids work? Yeah. And Carr's like, I mean, yeah, you know, they need to understand that, yes, I made this money, but like you need to understand what a job is. You need to work. And Abram's like, man, if I were your kids, I would be sitting around just talking about, man, you've got $120 million. Like, I'm not working again. And he goes, and if you play 10 more years in the league, you could do another $120 million. So now you're at $240 million, and it starts to get awkward. Yeah, like, you realize, like, it's just a dumbass young kid basically rifling through his quarterback's wallet at the table. Right. He's basically, like, just spouting off his entire contract to everybody in the restaurant. It's just kind of... Kind of not great. He comes across very poorly in the episode. Yes, he does. Which seems interesting. Mike, did you get that feeling? Did Mike hang up on us? Mike? Uh, says he's on hold. Interesting. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> he put us on hold. Are Mike, we on hold? Mike, did you put us on hold? Here, we'll just have to call him back. That's, that's, that's fantastic. I really hope that we hear dialing and ringing on the podcast, which we are. We're now hearing yeah. ringing on the podcast. really like this. <laughs> but yeah, Abram came off absolutely terribly. He did. Only person that came off worse was probably Ronald Ollie <clears throat> of Last Chance U. And did, we, did we get ditched by Mike? Did he just straight up hang up? Did hey, Uber Eats show up to his house? When Uber Eats shows up, you got to go. But yeah, Ronald Ollie got cut <laughs> in just- the episode. <laughs> It's just ringing. Episode one. Hi, you've reached Michael Herndon. Please leave your Michael, name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Michael, uh, Chet Stevens here from the Mail Enhancement Clinic. Listen, uh, we hate to tell you that we're not going to be able to install a two by four on that. It's just not appropriate. We don't think that it's going to fit in any normal pair of pants. So if you just want to give us a call back at 615-555-5456, would be more than happy to discuss some actual rational uh, penile decisions. So uh, please give us a call back. Thank you, Michael. Penile palace. <laughs> just, well, he's out. So Abram came off as an asshole in this episode. Yeah, big time. And it, it just, I the horse, okay, so the backing up a little bit, who is it that he goes and rides horses with towards the beginning of the episode? Uh, That wasn't Abram, was it? Little Nas. Uh, that's they played it. Little Nas X the entire <laughs> oh, time. It was, no, it was, was Abram great. was definitely one of them riding the horses. Oh, yeah, I read an article this morning. Uh, it was Clellan Farrell. Okay, there it was. So they go and ride Clellan horses. Clellan Farrell? Clellan Farrell? Well, sure. if Mike would answer his phone, we would know. Yeah, we would probably know. Colin Farrell. It's Colin Farrell. So Colin Farrell and Abram go and ride horses together. And it's actually a, a funny segment. It's lighthearted. It's it's, yeah. it's the most entertaining part of the show. But after that, Abram just comes off as just an asshole. He, it leads right into the next segment of basically showing that he's just a like constant revving engine that he always wants to go. He's hitting the pads hard. Um, and then they're running a scrimmage with no pads. It's basically walkthroughs. He's Yeah, they're doing walkthroughs, and he's lighting people up on the field. And let me tell you, there's nothing that drives you more fucking insane during a walkthrough than people who are tryharding like that. And that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and there you, you can tell because people are fucking jawing at him. Like, I think there's Luke multiple, Wilson, yeah. Luke Wilson, I think, is in there, and he starts getting fucking mad at him. And 
that that shit is so like against the rules the quote-unquote rules for of like walkthroughs and everything else that's how you get on people's shit list big time so that segment ends with abram talking to gruden and gruden's not happy gruden's telling him you can't do that like we're not in pads you can't be lighting people up i'm not gonna put up with having an injury because you can't slow down and Abram's just joking around with him, bullshit, and, you know, just... He's basically like, I, I don't slow down. Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, we'd like, we'll cut block you or something like that. And he's like, you can't cut me. It just, the, it, he came off as just question, openly questioning his head coach and not being able to read the room or read eyes and understand that Gruden was not kidding around at that moment. Right. Um, And it just the whole episode kind of proceeds that way. It... Abram, like we said, Abram goes to lunch with Derek Carr's, basically counting Derek Carr's money in front of him. He just he spends the whole episode just kind of running his mouth and being like the typical asshole rookie that you don't want to listen to. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about Mark Davis? Yeah. And his appearance? I'm sure it was, it was, it was a sight un- to see. It was unsettling. <laughs> he just has that. He has that haircut, which again, I need to pull up the article so that I can provide some proof to this. He flies, he goes out of his way, gets in a private jet once a week to go get this haircut. I'm sorry, twice a month to go get this haircut. And he pays like four or five hundred dollars for it. Plus the jet fuel. Plus the jet fuel. Plus the, yeah. And the staff that runs the jet. So you're talking at a minimum eight grand each way in fuel. It's- <laughs> so and it's the worst haircut. Well, the the promo terrible. poster for of him for the uh, for Hard Knocks was very unsettling because it came from the side and his neck was stretched out like a turtle trying to escape its shell. I mean, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of that's how that neck is. But he also has this weird like wispy goatee, right? He does. He has a goatee. He has a goatee. He has a. Go- it, yeah, he ha- in this episode he did, but I'm talking about it's a goatee. It's all of like nine to ten blonde hairs that are probably two millimeters long yeah i mean it's very gross it's a pencil thin mustache which is no very disturbing he, he just he did talk well in front of the raiders family or whatever the hell that was that did, yeah thing, so they do the zach to kind of enlighten you a little bit well. the talk well speak well i really like speak eloquently i really like the, to describe his he talk good he talked good he he learned some of them big words that they teach at them liberal schools. At them fancy ones. So they have this kind of alumni dinner apparently every year. Have y'all seen? Sorry, have y'all seen Mark Davis's wife? No, she, she is, is banging. For I mean, she she's probably late thirties, early forties. She's there for that body. That's but why she's she there. She is banging. Is, she she kind of looks like a she's prime there. Denise Richards, but like. It's weird to describe, but sorry. She's there for that haircut. She's there for the haircuts. I mean, absolutely. If he changes his haircut, she's going to leave him. Yeah. She's like, but so the Ra- she gave him a compliment on it, and he's never changed it. So the Raiders training camp is in Napa Valley, which I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that. So um, he has this alumni dinner every year in Napa Valley. It looked like it was in a really nice vineyard, blah, blah, blah. But he gives a speech. It's a short subject, but he, or short segment, but he gives a speech, and he just looks like a total creep. I got I got some more Mark Davis stuff. So not only does he go 400 miles for a haircut. Okay, he, good. So I didn't make that no, up. He also drives a minivan. I did know he what? drove a minivan. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, he, he drives a minivan. It's a 97 Dodge Caravan SE, which is outfitted with a bubble top Mark III conversion kit as well as a VHS player mounted so to the roof. he has a Choo Choo Customs minivan, basically. Yeah. He, oh has, a, he has a VHS player in it. Oh, my God. What kind of horrible films are being played on that VHS? Most days start the same for Mark Davis. Behind the wheel of a white 97 Dodge Caravan SC out- outfitted white. with a bubble top Mark III conversion kit, a VHS player mounted the roof inside, and a R... It's it's Raiders, but it's R8HERS personalized plate. So mm. it's Ra- Raiders. Mark Davis pilots this Ugh. machine from his this bay home his his East Bay home to the nearest P.F. Chang's, where he sits at the left end of the bar, same spot every time, puts his white fanny pack on the counter, orders an iced tea, and unfolds the day's newspaper. Stop, stop lying to us. This is, <laughs> this is from Business Insider. Besi- beside him on the bar, next to the papers, is a 2003 Nokia push-button phone with full texting capability. When someone calls and asks T-9. him where he is, he it's, says... It's definitely T9. When he calls... When someone calls him and asks him where he is, he says, I'm in my office, and sends a knowing nod to the bartenders. It gets him every time. I just want to know where the bodies are at. And he's worth an estimated $500 million. So this is what this guy is doing. I guess that's why he still has all that money. He's either like uh, the richest hipster ever, or there's something horribly wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's one of those folks people guys that just has money and is really weird <laughs> listen is to this. really weird about it during one dinner with a group that included his mother and raiders general manager reggie mckenzie davis inexplicably handed a piece of paper to mckenzie with the corners torn off this is what i need you to get me davis said mckenzie <laughs> flummoxed turned the tiny triangles over in his hands seeing nothing mckenzie gave up what is this he asked Two corners, Davis said. I need you to get me two corners. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's fucking adorable, dude. That's, that is pretty good. That you kind of won me over with that. So I'll forgive the fanny pack. I, the, I got the, the bowl cut. I'm to the bowl cut part. Real quick, regarding the bowl cut, Davis travels more than 400 miles from his home in Northern California to Palm Springs just to get it cut at the same barber. In perfect Davis family fashion, it's a middle finger to convention. Davis travels to Palm Desert to get it cut, just as he traveled to Chico from Oakland to visit a preferred barber long after he left college at Chico State. I think, where the fuck is Chico State? Ah, uh, uh, yes, the Chico State yeah. fighting Chicos. They think he's had three barbers since college. If he likes something, he stays loyal. Oh, boy. I am alarmed. So... <laughs> This whole family just like has a thing about being like a raider and a rebel and everything, and they've just taken it entirely too far to every aspect of their life to where even their haircut can't be okay. So the last kind of entertaining part of this episode was it's Ronald Ollie, right? Yeah. Okay. Ronald Ollie and Keith can Keith can describe this better than I can. He was on Last Chance You. Yeah, it's a Netflix series. It's really good. Um they come out every year right before football season. Was he on the most recent one? or what He was, was on this? season one, so okay. it was like four years ago. Uh, he played for Eastern Mississippi, which is a JUCO school. Was he a freshman? Uh, he was either, I think he was a sophomore technically, but he had played uh, either a season or part of a season in college and like flunked out 
and basically he had to go play at a junior college to get his grades back up so that he could return to college and play as a junior, which I believe he did. And then he just now, I guess, graduated and went to go try out, walk on to the Raiders and was promptly cut in the episode before episode one. So he's damn. So Zach, to, to kind of give you some insight here, it, it shows a scene from last chance you where he screwed up, wasn't going to class and his head coach made him roll barrel roll the length of the field like 120 yards end zone inside the end zone which i just discovered that this is a thing yeah like i I played football i played football in high school and never heard of i had neither but it was it was pretty hysterical because he was very pissed off about it. he's all covered in grass it was very funny it sounds awful it It sounds like like a terrible horrendous but so it just kind of sets up him not having the greatest work ethic and in the middle of the episode he and i don't know if he actually had the injury or not it doesn't matter because he gets cut 30 seconds later he claims to have an Achilles injury because <clears throat> so he doesn't have to go back and practice. Ask the trainer to come over. The trainer takes him back to the room. Um, the next scene is him sitting in the um, uh, defensive um, like workshop room. And his coach is basically saying, I mean, why did you skip treatment this morning if you have an Achilles injury? And he's like, I don't know. I wasn't told I was supposed to go. And so his coach is just like, this is the NFL. You're not supposed to, like, you need to man up and understand what you got to take care of yourself. No one's going to come by and get you and tell you to go do things like you're in college anymore. So the very next scene is him and he's riding a stationary bike and the narrator is saying, like, if you're not on the field, you're not helping the teams, the whole point of of um, minicamp. And Gruden goes, but why don't we get some of these guys the fuck out of here if they don't want to play football? Like if, if we've got guys who are skipping treatments and don't want to listen to trainers, who are they going to listen to? And then it's a whole montage of him getting his shit pulled out of his locker, packed in a bag and he's gone. You don't see him again. He's just done. And then someone else remarks like, you know, damn, Ronald just got cut. And, uh, and they bring in another guy. And as soon as they bring him in, he's wearing the same Jersey that Ronald was wearing. It's like number 63 and Gruden drives the dagger in a little bit more. He goes, damn, you were in that Jersey because that's a terrible ass number. We're going to get you another number. I mean, just, yeah. So, I mean, that's really the only like kind of like eye-opening shocking part of the episode because the rest of the episode is frankly kind of boring and it's, uh, it's entertaining, but I feel like that Gruden and possibly Mayock had, you know, a lot of say into what they were going to show, what they didn't because the way they gloss over Brown's injury and Richie incognito. Yeah, they. they, they I think they said embattled or they something. called him. They called him something like embattled. Do not describe any of his history. Right. They act like he's just this kind of like awesome free agent who just showed up and oh, he's gonna be suspended the first two games of the season because and he don't, went to a funeral and asked for his father's severed head and got in a fist fight about it. <laughs> I got mean, in a fist fight when he couldn't take the head. That that's the one thing that it would make me tune in if someone said, "Well, they're gonna show the severed head next week." <laughs> No, you don't have to get in there. You know what they do focus on? They glaze over Richie Incognito and just you know, just throw out there that, oh, he's going to start the season suspended the first two games and then show this minute and a half clip of him pointing out, oh, there's Guy Fieri on the sidelines. And then they go up and talk to Guy Fieri. He's like, oh, it's, it's Flavortown. And they just do this whole thing about it. It's very stupid. Like, it, the whole episode was just, it's you can tell it's, it's very carefully choreographed for the stuff that the Raiders wanted to show the cameras. The stuff they showed was fine, but you can't help but see that they glazed over two massive stories of Brown being the golden boy signee after that whole, you know, 
offseason debacle with Pittsburgh, and he burns his feet off in a cryo chamber, and they just don't even discuss it. Now, they may discuss it next week. They may not, they may have to because it's leaked out, but that and Richie Incognito trying to take his dad's head and get it frozen, oh, he's just going to start the season, uh, suspended two games, so we're just not even going to bring up. And this would be a good platform to maybe you know, talk about mental health issues. Uh, sure. Like, I, mean, I know that we kind of want it, or at least I kind of want to know it, but just because it's a, a fantastically crazy story. Yeah. But this would be a good thing to talk about, raise some mental health awareness around Absolutely. this. But Especially for this particular player, because he's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean... He's a nut job. This is, like, this isn't a one-off thing either. He's been repeatedly in trouble. Yeah. For multiple things, including multiple like racism and things. bullying and everything else, and so. the things exactly like you, what you just said about the bullying, the things that he's gotten in trouble for, at least had eyebrows raising incidents, or I just fucked that whole phrase up. But, <laughs> but it's not just like uh, it's PDs and he's suspended for four games, or oh he got a DUI or something. I'm not trying to trivialize those things. I'm just saying like his off season has been filled with him and a teammate got into it so bad to where his teammate went insane, bought shotguns, took pictures of him, and said he was going to kill Incognito and then kill a school or something. And, like, just the stuff that surrounded him, his whole career is insane. And then just recently, he goes to his... Was it his father or stepfather? Oh, I thought it was his real father. Anyway, it doesn't... A parental unit, he showed up and tried to take their head. Like... It, it really kind of irked me that they just glazed up. I didn't expect him to get into the salacious details, but like at least go into the whole fact that like, yeah, do you see this monster out there? And he is a monster. I mean, that, yeah. I didn't, I knew he was big, but they show him standing next to, I don't know. Who I don't, was, I, I forget as well. It's not a small guy. It's a normal sized chance. NFL player. And he just, he makes Taylor Wong look like a, like six foot two person the thing with all of that was <laughs> i don't understand why you even bring him up unless you're going to talk about that kind of stuff right i agree because there's nothing else to talk I mean, about he was him. only added like a month or two months ago so yeah. it wasn't like a prized free agent edition and right. and who's watching hard knocks i mean people like your average sports fan is not just oh this looks interesting on hbo like you're generally hardcore NFL fan is tuning into this. So everyone knows the incognito story. We're all waiting for you to reference it. It's like watching the last season of Game of Thrones and you're like, really? You just glazed over all that? Like, this is where we're at? So I, I was I was a little irked that they didn't go into incognito. But I mean, we'll see. You know, Hard Knocks is what, five episodes? Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe they redeem it a little bit. But it does kind of bug me that it's obvious that the Raiders, you know, opted to take full control. Well, it also makes you very concerned for what the Browns did last year. I think we talked about off air. I don't think we were recording when when I said it, but you know, Hugh Jackson letting the Todd Haley fiasco hit the screen and all that stuff, which yeah. made neither of them look good, and just really fueled the fire yeah. going forward. And everybody knew then that this was not going to work. Just the odd choices of everything that was done last year or last season by the coaching staff is just it makes it that much more odd that they could have watered it down or not even had that in there. Well, what you're saying is apparently that's kind of the norm for how the hard knocks up um, seasons have gone in the past. Uh, Coach McGinnis was on um, midday 180 at some point, basically saying that when they were covering um, Jeff Fisher's tenure at, uh, at LA, 
that they just let the cameras roll. And part of it was like, look, we just don't really have time to edit this. But the other part of it is just like, I mean, they really didn't opt to cut a lot out for, for whatever reason. So it kind of dismays me a little bit. I get why they want some narrative control, but they obviously control too much because there were two huge stories there. I mean, I get if you don't want to talk about your newly acquired wide receiver burning his feet off because he's a dumbass, but the Richie incognito thing is too big to ignore. Um, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be ignored. No, it should I mean, be in my opinion. Well, I mean, for for various reasons. At the end of the day, just like any good crack addict, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you know I'm gonna keep watching it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, yeah. Zach, have we convinced you to watch? I, I may watch the episode and see if maybe do they do they they don't show of course I guess previews of next week because they, they don't I it. mean they just kind of they give you general ideas yeah. of where it's going they're going to get their first preseason I, game they've how long a, are they thirty minutes <clears throat> no they're an hour they, are they an, an hour, hour? Uh, and next know. next week's episode I would, I would skip this one maybe <laughs> watch the next one yeah just kind of. Uh, you know, read the articles you've already read, maybe watch a couple of clips. Well, but, since we're, you know, doing this hit podcast, Soft Talks, I'll have to do it. <laughs> soft Knocks. <laughs> if you wanna, soft Talks for Soft Knocks. If you want to watch one clip, I say probably watch the the horse riding clip. It's pretty funny. And then watch um, Ronald get cut. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that is pretty entertaining. It is it does kind of remind you, like, damn, son, you got to get out there and work or you're done. Um, but next week's episode should, should be entertaining because they're having a joint practice with the Rams. Oh yeah, that'll be good. So that running around, yeah, that that should actually be entertaining. Um, well, this has been fun. Uh, we'll cover all. It's five episodes, right? Right. So we'll cover all five episodes. Uh, what are we calling this? Soft talk. I wanted to call it F Knox, but I can't now because you all are talking about soft talks. (laughs) I'm the one that F Knox. We're gonna have to do soft talks like NPR, where NPR is just all over the place. It's like. Next up on NPR, we're going to talk about Donald Trump and how he's handled the uh, recent outbreak of violence in the country. But first, beaver dams. What if I are put, they the new housing for humans? What if I type out soft S O F T, of course, and then no, it but, needs to be S but the S A W F T soft. Okay, well I could do that, but I'll make everything lowercase but the F, so you still get your F talks, and but soft talks. All right, I like it. And you get the F, the F. Do you hear that right now, folks? That's called content creation. <laughs> That's called compromise. <laughs> just did it. That's called compromise, and you're getting it happening right in front of you. Uh, for Internet Keith to my left, Zach directly across from me, a snoring dog to my right. He's actually sitting here snoring. And for Mike Miracles, who literally hung up on us. <laughs> and and has not replied to text messages. Has message. not replied. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope something serious is not happening, but he literally hung up on us. I go, what happened episode. to you? Nothing. Dead silence. So... You know what happened. Uh, we Uber may need eats. to order Keith. You may need to order Uber Eats and have them knock on his door to see if he's still alive. Someone showed him on a crystal bag of just French fries. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in, and uh, you have just been soft talk. So soft.